Chapter 13 of The Silver Bear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Campbell Shelp. The Silver Bear by Edna Adelaide Brown. Chapter 13 Dora's Name. Who gave you the little bear, Dora? Miss Chandler asked after quite a long time. I don't know, said Dora. I had it when I came to father and mother. It was on a ring with five other little things. Miss Chandler looked very much puzzled. I don't understand, she said. Haven't you always lived with father and mother? She came to us in a big red automobile, explained Lucy. Uncle Dan and I pretended it was a chariot of fire, but she is just the same as ours now. Miss Chandler asked the children to wait for her. She talked with Laura Carroll for a few minutes. Then she came back to Lucy and Dora. Dora, dearie, she said, what were the other little things on your ring? A fish, said Dora. Miss Perkins said it was a salmon and came from Norway. An English soldier, a pink coral heart from Naples, a Dutch sabot, and an Italian bambino from Florence. Miss Chandler put an arm about Dora and looked at her very hard. Then she kissed Dora, much to her surprise, and patted Lucy's curls. "'Tell your mother I am coming to see her by and by,' she said. Lucy gave Mrs. Merrill the message. "'This evening?' asked Mrs. Merrill quite sharply, but Lucy did not know. "'John, I want you to be here,' said Mrs. Merrill. I'll be here, said her husband, but, Molly, I don't see any cause for you to be disturbed. A man wouldn't, said Mrs. Merrill. When Miss Chandler came, for she did come that very evening, just as the shadows were growing long, Mr. Thorne was with her. The children were surprised to see him, but evidently their mother was not. After they had greeted the visitors, she told the children to go down to the fruit store and buy some lemons. "'You need not hurry back,' she said. Lucy and Dora did not hurry. They were not often permitted to go down after supper to where the stores were, and it was exciting to be a part of the Saturday crowd. Almost three-quarters of an hour passed before they came back. Mr. Thorne and Miss Chandler were still sitting in the yard with their parents, and Miss Chandler and their mother looked as though they had been crying. But both Mr. and Mrs. Merrill looked very happy. "'Come here, Dora,' said Mr. Thorne. "'Would you like to hear a story?' Dora liked nothing better. She settled herself at once on the rector's knee. Lucy sat on the grass at his feet. "'Once upon a time,' began Mr. Thorne, there was a little girl who lived with her father and mother in the far west, in Colorado. Her father was an engineer who knew about mines, and he was busy helping a mining company get silver out of the rocks. The camp where they lived was very small, and the water they had to drink was not good. By and by most of the people in the camp were sick and many of them died, among them the little girl's father and mother. There were no other women in the camp, and most of the men were sick. One day, when things were at their worst, a man with a big automobile came through the camp because he had lost his way and blundered there by mistake. 
the little girl's father had left a note asking that she be taken to his old aunt who lived in massachusetts so the miners begged the man in the automobile whose name was brent to take the child with him mr brent said he would take her to the nearest city and send somebody east with her what was her name asked lucy mr thorne hesitated a second then he looked straight at dora her name was theodora jodwin he said dora looked surprised somehow the name seemed one she had heard before when mr brent reached the nearest town the rector went on he sent a doctor and nurses to help the sick people in the camp but he finally decided that he would take the little girl all the way east with him in the big car he found a kind woman who very much wanted to visit her sister living near boston she said she would take care of theodora on the journey mr jodwin's aunt lived in a town not far from here but mr brent did not write her that he was bringing theodora perhaps he thought somebody else had done so perhaps he did not know just when he could get there for of course he was a long time on the way on the very last day of the journey he left the kind woman at her sister's house and started for brookton alone with theodora it was only a short distance he had to go but while he was driving he felt so ill that he stopped at a druggist's at mr giddings store across on the corner there was something the matter with his heart and he did not get well he never had a chance to tell the people who tried to help him about theodora who do you think she is lucy our dora asked lucy her eyes were big with surprise you're dora now said mr thorne but she is really theodora jodwin dora slid off mr thorne's knee she went straight to mrs merrill and put her arms around her neck i am dora merrill she said and then she laid her head down on mother's shoulder so you are said mr thorne so you shall stay but there is more to the story lucy looked at dora who turned one ear so she could hear she was not going to look at mr thorne again mr jodwin's aunt in brookton did not know theodora was coming and for a long time she did not know what happened to her nephew and niece and then nobody could tell what had become of theodora but the aunt was a very old lady so it did not worry her as much as it might have done had she been younger and realized fully what a sad thing it would be if theodora did not find people to love her by and by the old aunt died too theodora's mother had a dear friend they grew up together and loved each other very much this friend lived in europe for a number of years and she once sent to little theodora a ring with six tiny charms dora lifted her hand arcturus she asked and the bambino and the others just those said mr thorne and so when miss chandler found a little girl who looked so much like gertrude jodwin and who wore a silver bear with green eyes like one which miss chandler had made purposely because all the other bears were red-eyed and when this same little girl had the other charms miss chandler selected because she thought any little girl would like them why you see it grew very easy to find out what had become of theodora jodwin mr thorne said lucy dora doesn't have to go away from us does she no indeed said mr thorne 
there is nobody for her to go to neither her father nor her mother had any other relatives the old auntie left a little money for theodora if she could ever be found not very much money but enough to give dora music lessons now if she likes and mother thinks best and perhaps to send her to normal school or even to college when she is old enough to go i am glad said lucy so glad that the chariot of fire didn't stop in some other town on its way to brookston so am i said dora giving mother a great hug she hugged father too then because miss chandler looked as though she would like to be hugged also dora did it thank you for erectress and the other charms she said miss chandler kissed her you must call me aunt margaret she said lucy shall too and we will write to each other i was very fond of your mother little dora and if you did not have a home where people loved you i should be glad to take you myself mother says you may visit me sometimes there is something i want to ask you said dora do you know when my really truly birthday is lucy's is in may but i was too little to remember when mine was so mother said we would call it the seventeenth of september the day when i came here to live i'll tell you a secret said miss chandler your birthday is just the same as mine and both of them are on september fifteenth mother guessed very nearly right dora when mrs merrill came to tuck lucy and dora into bed that night she gave dora an especially loving kiss mother said dora the six little charms are really mine now aren't they yes said mrs merrill then may i give lucy the pink heart you may lend it to her said mrs merrill there is one thing more dora went on for every day i should like to stay dora but do you think on sundays and times when i wear erectoris i might be called theodora it is such an important sounding name i think you might said mrs merrill and now you may write it theodora jodwin merrill you see we adopted you and gave you our name mr thorne says that theodora means the gift of god father and i feel that you really are one to us perhaps the chariot of fire truly came from heaven said dora perhaps it did said mrs merrill end of chapter 13 recording by campbell shelp end of the silver bear by edna adelaide brown